Welcome to Design by Us, the show where we discuss how humans have designed the world. Uh, my name is Ravi, and with me today, as always, is it's Luigi. Luigi, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing well. Doing well, you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, do you think we're going to be back in lockdown soon? What is lockdown, man? Uh, potentially, yes. Uh, potentially not. Who knows? Um, I'm just trying to live one day, at, one day at a time. Well, whether we're in lockdown or whether we're not in lockdown or whether we're living one day at a time, I think one great companion to us all is music. And for about um, for over 150 million of us, uh, that means being subscribed to Spotify. Spotify is probably the world's uh, leading um, music audio streaming platform. Many of you are probably already listening to us on Spotify. And we want to talk about Spotify Wrapped today. Uh, Spotify Wrapped is their annual marketing campaign, which they kicked off in 2015, which gives you an opportunity to understand a little bit more about their own listening habits on Spotify. And it's become a bit of a, a bit of a movement. Uh, would you say, Luigi? Um, I would say so. Yeah, I've been. Would you are you expecting every year Spotify Wrapped? Is it is this something you you wait for, or is it something that you is just a nice surprise to have for you? Well, it's something that I personally don't wait for because I'm not a Spotify user, so I'm really interested in learning a little bit more about it. Um, I tell you what, wh why don't we start there? Tell us, from a user's perspective, what is Spotify Wrapped? Well, from a user perspective, Spotify Wrapped is just a a compilation of insights that Spotify harness from from the user use from the usage of of their app, and it basically tells you how you have been interacting with their app. Um, the user now. The, the magic of this is that a lot of teams and a lot of companies just harness a lot of data from, from the usage to convert that into some actionable insights later on uh, for their own company good, right? For, for how can I convert this data to make more money later on? What not many companies do is how can I convert this into a great user experience to, to delight the user, right? To, to create some magical moments that that increase the user interaction interaction with the app. And that's what Spotify has on there is how can I use this data to tell the user, Hey, we care about you. And basically this is how you and I have been interacting over the last, I don't know, 365 days. This is how you have been using our product. And this is how much value we have brought to you. And this is how you and I have become stronger over the last few, few years. Um, so that's basically what, what, what it is. And the way it works is that on the app, you probably have some sort of banner. You get some sort of email that says, Hey, Spotify wrapped is here. It's the end of the year. Let's see how you have used Spotify and what are the top listen songs or what are the, the, the top artists? What have you listened to the most? Um, what, what genre do you, do you like the most? What have you explored? What's new in your playlist? And it, it does it in a way that is familiar to the user. And at the same time, it does it in a way that that is very interactive and, and it's just not a set of data. It's, it has a lot of storytelling and, and that's the magic of it. It's, it's just putting data with storytelling and putting the user in the center of it is what drives the interaction and makes this a successful product campaign, in my opinion. Okay. So if I get the email and I get the in-app notification, I click it, what happens? You click on the app and it tells you, Hey, this is only available on the app. You click on the link. It tells you it's available on the app. You go on the app. Once you go on the app, it basically tells you, uh, you have a, a set of stories, which is, which is actually really interesting, right? It's taking this data and putting it into a, a, a familiar UX, like something that the user is comfortable with, which is stories, right? Instagram popularized stories some time ago. 
um, as Snapchat popularized stories some time ago and then Instagram took over. But how can you convert that data into something familiar? There you go. You get a set of stories and those stories basically tell you, drive you through us through a, through a journey, which tells you, you have listened to this, this artist the most. You have listened to this amount of songs the most. You have spent X amount of minutes on Spotify. You have, you have spent X amount of, of minutes with this particular podcaster on Spotify. And, and the way you share that story using the stories, user experience is how, how they are done. Okay. Very cool. And uh, what, what kind of information do they surface on each of those screens that you click through? Would you say? What do you mean? What kind of information? Man? So I'm going through it. Like, what are they telling me specifically about my listening habits? How are they dividing that up? No, oh, well, if you, if you, if you do that, they basically done it with, um, they're not exactly the order, but they, they, they have done, they've started with top artists, what you have listened the most, um, what you have listened, what the, the amount of time that you have spent. Then they have this thing called the aura, aura or uh, aura, aura, what, I don't know how you pronounce this. Um, but it's basically how uh, the, the theme of your, of the, of the music you have listened to. Turns out for me is inspirational and happy. Then you go into, um, into time that you have spent uh, for podcasting in particular. Uh, then we'll, we'll go into that in a minute, but would love to hear what, uh, your podcasting minutes are. If you mm -hmm. have, if you have it at, at hand. Um, and then after that, it tells you, it tells you where, where are you with respect to, in terms of listening time, with respect to the rest of the people in your area or in your geography. And, and is, that, just is, that out, is that outright listening time or is that like in a specific, like for a specific artist, for example? Um, for me, it was specific time. And I would like to compare this with you because I believe that some of the words have been changed to fit my story. So Hold I on. don't think, you know, you know, I don't use Spotify, right? I don't know what you use. No, I don't, I don't use Spotify. That's why, right. that's why. So there's, I, I've got no, and maybe we'll talk a bit more about the Apple music experience later, but for me, this feels <laughs> like, this is like talking to like an alien that's just arrived. I, I you know, um, obviously okay, okay. Research. So, so I, I completely forgot about this. Uh, I, I now remember that you are an Apple, Apple music user now. Um, yeah, basically what, what is really interesting is that Spotify don't, doesn't use that data only for Spotify wrapped. If mm -hmm. you're in the top 1% of, I don't know, Dua Lipa fans or the top listeners of Dua Lipa, Spotify will tell you. And, and that's the beauty of it is how can we use that data to say, Hey, you are the top one of this, or you are in, in the top 10, or you, you have listened to this song the most in the world. And, and it tells you those quick wins that say, Hey, I'm differentiated and Spotify cares about me. So mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. All right. That's very interesting. Okay, cool. So now that we understand a little bit more about the product, um, and kind of what, what, how it actually works and, and what it looks for. Oh, I actually think one more thing that's worth saying is, is that it's, it's, um, it's all released on the same day, isn't it? I think it's the 1st of December. Um, that is not that sure it's when it was released, not sure when it was released, um, but it's limited time is my point, right? Yes. Yes. It is limited time. Yeah. So okay. you have, you have quick, uh, a window to do it. And what is also really interesting is that it links, we can go into this in a bit later, but it, the whole experience link, links to the main Spotify product. So it will also create a top hundred playlist mm -hmm. of the, the hundred songs listened, um, that you listen to the most over the last 365 days. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can save a 2021 playlist, 2022 playlist, 2023 playlist, etc. I don't know if you have done that in the past, but I certainly did. 
when I was a uh, when I would I used to download MP3s. I would organize for, uh, folders chronologically, um, and then put in my in my little MP3. Yeah, obviously um, these are all um, legally purchased um, and procured. Uh, yeah, of course, MP3s. Yeah, yeah. 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 one dollar $1 per song. All right. Well, that's interesting. So, so that that's really interesting. Okay. So, so it's kind of a stories like uh, interaction that you're doing in app. Um, and actually, yeah. this year, I don't know if you know, was the first year that they've only done it in the in the app. Usually, they'd be happy for you to browse through it uh, on the spot on on the website, which I think tells you something about the kind of behavior they're trying to drive um, fr from there. Um, just I to quickly compare, that. just to quickly compare it as it as a counterpoint. Um, Apple Music do something similar, um, and um, I don't know if you saw. There's a lot of funny memes going around around uh, kind of what it was like to be an Apple Music listener when Spotify app is going. Um, mm -hmm. You kind of feel like left out of the world's biggest party. And we'll talk more about what they're trying to do from a marketing perspective in a second. Um, but yeah, it's like you know the 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 Apple experience is actually a lot closer to what Spotify used to be like um, with regards to rap. So. When it debuted in 2015, it was actually just a, a microsite, a website that people could go onto and then get the insights that way. The Apple Music experience is also like that at the moment. Um, and you're using uh, beta.music.apple.com um, as the URL, which just tells you everything you need to know about the, um, about the status of this feature on the Apple side. So you're not doing it in app, you're doing it for your web browser. And what it does is it creates a, um, a replay uh, playlist uh, for you and it will show you yeah. what's on that playlist um unlike spotify which is kind of like timed and you can only use it the 21 replay is actually available like way before and i actually right. fell into the trap of listening to my 21 replay since about october <laughs> so i've just been reinforcing the top songs uh over and over again um it does tell you kind of uh what your top artists are and how many hours you spent listening to them uh this year and how many al different albums i've listened to 96 different albums this year um, and then it encourages you to go and check out your replay, um, which they've added re retrospectively, your replay playlist from previous years as well. So I think, you know, just in terms of richness, you know, I think, you know, there's a huge, huge difference there between the quality I'm of the Spotify experience and the, and the Apple one. But and not only in the rap, I'm going to say something really controversial here. You know, about October it. time, I also got a six month free subscription for Apple Music. Uh, so I started trying Apple Music. Just to see, right? And I try to switch all my listening time to Apple Music. Spotify is such a superior product to Apple Music. Mm -hmm. you, you can't believe it. even Even having the whole Apple integration and so on, Spotify still wins, in my opinion. Okay, fair enough. Um, that's, that's really interesting. So you, you genuinely believe that Spotify is a better experience overall, even overall, taking wrapped yeah. out of the equation, than, than, than Apple? Yeah. Well, fair enough. Well, I, I, I don't actually um, feel qualified to give a, um, you know, a, an opinion on that because I'm not a Spotify user. So, yeah, I, and, and nor, nor have I been for maybe uh, five, five, six years now. Um, OK, that's, that's really cool. What kind of challenges do you kind of foresee? Like, imagine if if um, imagine you're working at Spotify. Like, what do you think the difficulties are going to be putting something like this together? Um, the main question and big problem that I'm having right now is, is why should we do that? Like, why would the user care? Like, why? Right? Wow. Okay. Right. Right now, it makes sense. Right now, we see that everyone cares and so on. But before, I guess in 2015, when they were trying to figure out the reason why it was a dashboard is because they they were trying to figure out would the user care about this? How would they? How would this help us drive value to them? We don't know. So let's put a quick dashboard in, 
in there and see how many people go in there and see how much interactions and how much uh, engagement do we get. I think that's what's interesting about Spotify is that um, maybe we'll come back to this, but um, it, it, you know, you can look at them as a tech company, right? And, you know, they're a tech company, they sell technology um, and this technology allows you to stream music. Or you can look at it more as like um, a company that sells culture, almost like the National Theatre, for example, might, because mm. they're selling art to people uh, and they're providing that gateway to it. And um, if you if you look at if you look at why people um, and this is just my hypothesis, but if you look at like why 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 do you go to the why do you go to the theatre? Is it because you really love theatre? Maybe is it because you want to say you go to the theatre? Probably as well. And mm. and I feel like Spotify Wrapped is a really really cool example opportunity for people to show a little bit about who they are and why they're different and why they're kind of like. You know, because you could take everybody Spotify wrapped and you wouldn't have two that are the same, right? Um, yeah. And and I think that, that's really interesting. And, and and also by creating features like, hey, I'm in the top percent of, you know, Radiohead listeners in the world, that shows to people, uh, you know, what you care about. Um, and I yeah. think that's that's really interesting. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I mean, Spotify's mission, I have it here, is, is to unlock the potential of human creativity. Wow. which you would never think about when you listen to a, uh, a music streaming service like Spotify. Yeah. Um, but what, what, I especially think one that what... um, un, un, underpays their artists as much as they do. Sorry, I just got to get that in there. <laughs> All right. No, no, it's actually really important to have a company vision, drive all the rest and like be really clear. So, because when you, when you put it in that perspective, then doing something like this makes sense, right? Um, especially, and this is something that I, I have here in my notes, something that I think Spotify, I think has done really well. And I think that's why surpasses, this is why this is such a marketing campaign. And this, this, this could be a nice segue to, to a question is how they have put so many points for you to interact. And not only, I don't know if you have seen the, the, have you done the, the test? Oh, no, you don't have Spotify. Sorry, my bad. Um, basically they have one section that says, um, one, two truths and one lie, click the one you think is the most. And they basically tell you, tell you two truths about your listening stats and one mm -hmm. lie about your listening stats. Mm -hmm. And you click on, on one of them and then it tells you, yeah, great. You got it right. Or no, you didn't. Okay. That's right. interesting. So it's not just a series of screens that you can, I mean, we've probably all seen it, the screenshots that are shared yeah. everywhere. It's actually, there's actually an element of interaction there. Yeah, exactly, yeah exactly. And that's what I think is brilliant because not only that, it then it tells you share this as an Instagram story and ask your, your friends and see who knows you the most. Interesting. What do you do? You share it on Instagram and see the stats and see who, which one of your friends knows you well, the most. Well, let's talk about that, right? Because yeah. um, I, I, in, in researching for this episode, actually, um, if you search, um, say, for example, onto YouTube, Spotify wrapped marketing analysis, right? which is what I did. There's actually like a lot of case studies by students um, who, have, mm. who have like been asked to look into this or whatever. So I think it's a, uh, they look at it as a viral marketing campaign. And um, you know, th these, these students have only got, you know, 10, 15 views on their videos, but it's interesting kind of looking at different students kind of trying to complete an assignment for, for uni or college. Right. Um, but they, they all kind of covered off one thing, which was that, you know, this is a viral marketing campaign. And every year it's just getting more and more vi viral. So if you look at a virality, okay, uh, you know, and maybe if we look at a real world virus that might be kicking around 
at the moment. Um, you know, what makes it viral is the fact that it can be transmitted from one person to another, so it's shareable. And I, I think that this has been hyper-optimized for shareability. Um, not only do you have call to actions at the, bot the bottom of every screen, which is shared to social media, um, I actually think that the reason why this experience is um, phone only at the moment is because that's where people primarily interact with their social media. Um, if you mm. look at the demographics of that and just, just see how important that is, 55% uh, of Spotify users are aged 18 to 35. Um, and within that age bracket, I think it's um, 18 to 24, around half of Instagram users are in that age range. So these are people who are going to get more money uh, in the future. You know, they're making decisions about what kind of products they want to use in the long term. These are the people you want to get in front of. So obviously social media is the right way to do that. And these shared to social media options um, and, and then doing it in a really frictionless way. So you're already on your phone. It's already in the right aspect ratio for putting it on your own Instagram story. Like literally the shape of the, 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 the thing is the same. So it makes sense to put it there. Um, it, it creates a really frictionless experience for the user. Um, and this generates what's called earned media, which is a marketing term I learned today. Um, so basically, if you create like a really awesome experience in a product, whether that be like a digital product or a physical product, um, if you just make it good enough so that people just want to talk about it anyway, that's called earned media if they're talking about it on their own social media. So you don't have to pay for the ads, the adverts or whatever else it might be. You, you earned it just for having a great product. And, and one benefit of earned media is that it comes across as super authentic because you've got these people who are like, doing it themselves. It's not like, oh, Spotify paid me to, to do this or they gave, so they give me a free, they've entered me into a draw for an Amazon voucher for sharing this. Like I'm sharing this with you, my Instagram followers, because I'm just being myself right now and I'm using Spotify to express who I am, uh, which I thought was a really interesting idea. That's very interesting. Did you see any of this Aaron media in with other examples? Um, I mean, you can look at some, like, I think, I think it's got a pretty broad definition. So mm -hmm. like you can look at the memes that Netflix shows are able to generate. If you remember Squid Games, when it launched all the memes that just dropped around that kind of time, that would be an example of earned media because Netflix aren't themselves going out and doing stuff like yeah. um, users are sharing stuff about it naturally. Uh, well, not naturally. Uh, I think some very clever marketer somewhere has been orchestrating all of this behind the scenes, but basically they're, they're able to, to just get, get it out there, their brand. Out yeah, there. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's a very interesting fact that just going back to, to something you mentioned on, on making, optimizing this for shareability, yeah. it's, it's not only sharing, but also one of the things they have done is, uh, for example, for me, it was, um, listening to podcast. They said, you have listened to X amount of pivot, go and say thanks and, and thank them for all, all the value they have brought to you. So. It's not just saying, Hey, share It's just like, Hey, interact with this niche community that you are part of. Um, so I think that's also a very important point is it's just a vocabulary they use. If they don't, yeah, we, yeah. we got a few of those, didn't we? About design by us. Didn't we? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. got a few, I think, I think let's keep that until the end. Some of those right, stats, right. because, because the thing is Spotify owns anchor anchor is the, the, the Spotify, um, branch of podcasting and anchor has its own stories. So, well, I, I, I won't spoil it, but I think as a podcast, as a creator, um, which is a word I've never used to describe myself before, but I'm going to use it now as a creator, like it feels nice, doesn't it? And you feel like, oh, thanks Spotify. Yeah. Um, and I think that's also an incentive, you know, to, to, to keep creating on their platform. Yeah. Even if it is walled, 
and antithetical to the idea of, of podcasting anyway. Got to get another jab in there um, against uh, Spotify. Um, but yeah, and, and also, sorry, one more thing I want to mention about this. Yeah, um, a, yeah. Oh, go for it, go for it. I have a question for you. Yeah, go for it. Okay, my question is, what do you think of, I, I guess, imagine you're inside Spotify right now and you're one of the marketeers and you have the decision to either spend X amount of money for Christmas just to advertise Spotify and the way you want to do this, to do it is up to you. You can either do a marketing campaign all over the world, or you can develop a product like Wrapped and just launch that as a marketing campaign. Because one, one of the interesting things is this can be considered a marketing campaign, but it's, it's, it's very, very related. Product-based. Kind of like, yeah, it's a product-based marketing campaign. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Right, okay. So I'm gonna answer your question with an example. So I'm gonna have to paint a word picture in your head, right? In marketing, there's this thing called OOH, which stands for out of out of home advertising. So this is stuff like billboards. All right, you're outside your house and you see it. There is a billboard in London that basically shows um, a graph of the streams of Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You" yeah. versus the month. All right, and basically you see a graph, and each bar on this bar graph is actually a picture of Mariah Carey. So the pictures just get bigger. It's quite funny. Um, so for me to answer that question is, you, you know, you, this obviously starts with a phenomenal relationship and, and phenomenal leadership at the top of the company and great communication there and, and, and owning it like that. I think you have to kind of say, you know, if you've got 150 million paying users, 350 users in 350 million users in general, um, who, who, you know, so that's about 200 million non-paying users, um, so, so supports by advertising, you've, you, you, like you've got enough numbers that you can supplement the in uh, on-app experience with the out-of-home experience. Um, and I think that's just something you've just got to do. Like when the numbers are that big, you can do stuff like that. And even to the point, like if I'm not a Spotify user and I'm like my dad and I don't know what Spotify is, I'm like, oh, cool. Like, oh, wow, I can't believe that many people listen to Mariah Carey's All I Want For You, uh, All I Want For Christmas Is You in, in November, which by the way, is 17 million people. I don't know what they're doing. Um, I, I'm now that, associated, I'm now associated world, Spotify, Spotify with music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, look, I mean, in July, 391,000 streams. I mean, that is, that, that is absolutely nuts. Um, and that's an ad they ran in 2019, I believe. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's it. That's it. And, and I think also one, one other thing I wanted to talk about kind of talking about the out of home stuff is when you see those ads on the tube, um, and the roads and stuff like that, probably as you did, certainly I did. It didn't feel like a Spotify ad. I don't know if you know that. Now, I don't, I've never really experienced a lot of Spotify advertising, but it didn't feel like connected to the brand. It wasn't like green and white, for example. It had its own visual identity, and that was a visual identity supported by kind of like a soft pink color, uh, bold aquas, crazy, crazy gradients. And that was in the app, and that was on the uh, out of home advertising as well. And basically, and it had a great aesthetic. It's, yeah. it's, it's tough to describe that, but they, it had a great aesthetic and it felt like a different aesthetic. Like wrapped felt like a sub brand of Spotify rather than part of its product. And I think that just allowed it to stand out a little bit more and kind of create that sense of that experience that is, Hey, we're not just on the app right now. We're kind of in a cultural moment that's happening across, across, um, you know, online and, and offline. Yeah. Yeah. Adding to that, I think Spotify has a great design resource, which is called Spotify.design. Um, it's kind of their design blog. And what I really like about that blog is that Spotify really goes 
that they do a lot of design research and uh, like figuring out like what's the value, what, how can we make something visible, visible and so on. They have like really great articles, but what they do really great is that everything seems different. They don't just follow a green and, and black um, color scheme. They, they, they really go beyond, um, beyond the borders to actually create an amazing experience that might not feel like Spotify, but once you are into it, you are like, cool, this is really awesome. Mm -hmm. Stupid example, having a button that says next, back and shuffle in your blog to just move between block or pieces of content that just makes it seem, okay, this makes sense. This is Spotify, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah. this is really basic things. So I thought, I thought that was really, pretty awesome. So I will encourage you to check the way the, the show notes and we'll add this resource there. Cool. Yeah. I think that's really awesome. In terms of other examples, I know that you did some other research on, on how, how have other companies use data to delight users, right? To, to, to tell them, Hey, you are top 1% of X. Do you have yeah. any, any, any of those? I've got, I've got one, I've got one example, which is Google Photos. Um, and I read a piece, um, on tech radar, which was critiquing Google Photos, um, kind of like best of 2021 feature that they've dropped this year. Um, and it, the guy was saying, you know, here's why it's not working. It's because, you know, your photos are actually almost too personal. If you know what I mean? Like, um, in terms of, you, you know, you might've had a bad experience in the year and taken a photo of it and Google's algorithms just picked up and said, Hey, here's, here's a great photo. Um, and you're like, well, actually, I didn't really want to see that. And it's kind of bummed me out a little bit, um, right now, because, you know, photos are that personal and specifically you don't want to share, I don't want to share every photo of my camera roll. Um, you know, it's just, it's just not something you want to do. Um, and I think that's kind of like an example of, you know, they're taking away that kind of like, Hey, you're a fan of X cause you're having to define yourself with yourself rather than your relationship with other things like artists or, or music. Um, but one, one example of somebody who did it well is, is Sainsbury's. Uh, this year, uh, there was a Reddit post that went viral. Uh, and basically the Reddit user was saying, um, turns out I'm the top purchaser of Sainsbury's pigs and blankets in the UK. Uh, because of that, I've been given 48 free pigs and blankets. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just, just a great, great example. And the reason why they're able to do that is because they had the data that they were collecting based off that guy's Nectar card. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, collecting that information about how your users are using your product, even though it's not tech gives you those opportunities, I guess, to, do, to create delight in, the, in those sorts of ways. Viral delight, I guess. Mm -hmm. I, I saw the Sainsbury's uh, example as well. I thought that was pretty awesome. And I, I wonder if Sainsbury's did, did it with some other products as well, like white pixel blankets. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe. I mean, it's the, there's that whole class of like British things that British people love. Like you could do it for like Marmite, Marmalade, you know, <laughs> I know, like baked oh, beans, delicious. like people love all this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, actually I do as well. So I don't know why. <laughs> Going back to the Spotify example, the, the, the Google photos example, do you actually think users or the whole goal of that product and reminding users of a specific picture or a specific time is for them to share it afterwards? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, and also, you know, you got to remember that Google photos, you know, you can look at it like an app, like Spotify, right? as an iPhone user, I can download Google photos onto my phone uh, mm -hmm. and use it. And in the same way that if I'm a Spotify user, I can do the same. So it's like that kind of like, even though it is quite like an essential thing, it's still a second choice. So there's still the incentive for people to download it. But I think like a lot of Google's marketing ideas, it kind of is a bit half baked and doesn't really go anywhere. Interesting. Because I've never done it. I do see it in a way of like, Hey, last year I've done X, Y, Z. And, and it's just as quick reminders in the morning that I see. 
Um, yeah, exactly, exactly that. I but would I mean, certainly say that, that that notification makes me open the app every week or so. I mean, what I'd love to know, I mean, this is the genuine question I've got. I got a puppy this year. Well, my family did. I'd like yeah. to know how many pictures of that dog I've taken, because it must be hundreds. Yeah, <laughs> man, I think, I think you're falling short there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I'd love to, I'd love to see like, based on where I take photos and the geotagging, I'd love to see kind of where I've been this year. You know, you've traveled, well, not very far this year because of blooming lockdown, but you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and, all, and all that. You've traveled 150 times from the office to the, <laughs> to the. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and actually this is, this is what my next question was like, what do you think Spotify do about this experience that doesn't make it feel, that makes it feel not creepy? Because at what point are yeah. they crossing the line? Because I've got opinions on this and I'll, and I'll give my opinion once we've kind of explored it fully and kind of what they've done. Um, yeah. But like from your point of view, how do you feel? I mean, people have different opinions on this. I, I do think that they have done a good job. I don't think, I don't think it feels creepy. And I think, I think the, the, the line lies on, on how, when do we go too personal or when, when do we go to like, to this is not adding value to you. This is not cool for you. Um, and, and doing that is, is when, 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 when you cross the line and a good example is which data are we going to show you that is not going to wow you, or it's not going to allow you to discover something new about yourself. Or for example, something new that I, I learned is that apparently my, my top, or are you going to, this is a surprise. Well, my top artist was oh, Phil Collins. I don't even think I listened to Phil Collins that much this year, but apparently it was. And mm-hmm. I was in the top 16% of, um, of minutes who listened top 15, 16% of people who listen to the most amount of minutes or whatever in the UK. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, listen to um, music. so anyway, I think once you stop delighting the user or showing data that delights the user is when you cross the line of this is not really adding value. This is a, 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 this is crossing the line. So, so basically when, when the insights don't become valuable anymore. Yeah. When you, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. That's interesting. To that, the user. That'd be different. That'd be a different level for each, for each user. Yeah. And that's why it's hard. That's why a lot of people have different opinions, right? So what's your opinion? My opinion on Spotify, um, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to, um, separate from, from everything, right? Because how do you separate just one aspect of the product from the product? But to me, it's always a reminder each year that, you know, these, these companies have got a monopoly on kind of art and consumption and, you know, if I may just get on my high horse just for a second here, that they've, they've turned art into kind of a commodity. Mm. Um, and it's about how many minutes you consume. It's about how much more you consume than other people and, or, or how your consumption makes you different. And for me, that just doesn't feel great. I feel like music is really special and should be preserved thusly, but you know, such is life. Um, and that's kind of why, you know, to me, this isn't like a feature that really attracts me, but I was just blown away with a marketer's hat on just about how many people were talking about this. Like Instagram was full of this Slack, even Slack at work was full of this. Um, Twitter full of this YouTube videos I was watching full of this, you know, it's just like, oof. yeah, like, this is something big that's happening. You know? Yeah. 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 I, I have this theory, uh, and it's right at the end. One of the last stories I get, uh, again, as I said, my tops, my top artist was Phil Collins. And I believe the top song was in the air tonight by Phil Collins. So my, my right at the end, you get this quote that says, Hey, and in fact, you found a lot of love this year. So my, Did you? I don't think so, but my, my argument here is 
they are basing this on the on the type of music that I listen to. Apparently, listening to a lot of Phil Collins in the air tonight, which love in the air tonight, right? Basically, they change that word love based on what you have listened to. Okay, right. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. 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 That, that's then, a really subtle use of it, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Because the then data. right after that, they tell you because you have listened to X Y Z song, right? So that's how they, you make that experience even more personal. Do you want to know what my most played song is this year on, on Apple Music? Um, by the way, by the Red Hot Chili Peppers? No, that's fifth, actually. <laughs> really? not, so it should, if you know, um, this should say like dad rock, you know, if, if it was uh, talking about my genres. Uh, but my, my most played song this year is Calm Sunrise by the Zen Meditation Music Academy, which is my uh, alarm sound. No way. Yeah, so it streams it from Apple Music every morning. All right, fun fact, and this is going to get really personal between Ravi and me. So, so every morning, okay, for some reason, sun, the, this calm sunrise thing is playing on my phone. And it's streaming. Every morning. It's streaming on your, on your HomePod. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, Ravi. I thought, I, what? I thought my phone somehow started streaming this. But there is some weird connection going on well, here. I feel like I turned it off, though. That's the issue. <laughs> but I think there is some weird connection going on between All these right. devices that my phone is triggering some sort of alarm. But anyway, um, I think it is important before we, we close. Do you have, first, do you have anything else you want to share here? I mean, not really. I mean, I feel like, you know, I was going to keep saying it, right? It gives people an opportunity to show who they are. Like... I'm looking at mine like right now. I'm like, well, hold on. Don't, don't you want to know who my top artist is or whatever else it might be? And it, it's, it's pretty cool like that. I mean, I think, you know, I was talking to um, a mutual friend of ours, a guy called Kieran, and um, he, he was saying, and I said to him, what about Spotify va- uh, wrapped would, would mean it's more valuable for you? And he says, I feel like I listen to the same songs over and over again. And Spotify enables that behavior in me um, because it wants to serve up the same content to me to, to keep me in the app. And uh, it was interesting. I thought about it quite a lot. And it's actually one of the reasons why I like Apple Music. It's because it doesn't want to keep sending you to the same music all the time. Like, it's kind of like a dumb music player. So it doesn't really try and say, hey, you should listen to this, you should listen to that. Interesting. But algorithmically selected um, uh, albums. Uh, sorry, uh, playlists. Um, and I kind of prefer that human element of, of Apple Music because its playlists are actually human curated. Many of them are, uh, which I really respect. But, you know, maybe that's the case on Spotify. I don't know. But uh, I, would, I would challenge that thought. I mean, Spotify has this discovery weekly um, that is kind of made for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's it. So maybe it was maybe he was looking for features that are like saying, hey, look, you've been listening to this that, and the other. Why not try this? We've put it in your discovery weekly. You should try that next time. Yeah. Um, or yeah. something like that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. For me, a music streaming service should just be like. It's like putting a CD on, except that you've got access to every CD. I don't really want much more complication than that, but maybe I'm old. Maybe you're old. Maybe you're old. I think before, before you get too old, I think we should take some time to, to go over the design by us stats from the anchor wrapped and take some okay. time to, to, to say thanks to all the people who have been listening for, yeah, yeah, for the last few, few months. And the truth is that 30% of listeners growth for this year. Really? 30%? Yeah. 30%. All so right. Fantastic. Uh, three new countries as well. We welcome Australia, the Netherlands, and India. Considering oh, that most of our listeners come from US, UK. And the last bit is that we had uh, 462 minutes of content. Uh, and this is something that 
for we promise and we compromise ourselves that we are going to improve for the next year. We're going to try to deliver more pieces of content so you can grow more. I was going to say, and to everyone who, who shared with us that we were their top podcast of the year, genuinely, that just feels so awesome uh, and really appreciate that. And if you're listening for the first time today, next year's Spotify wrapped, get us yeah. don't listen to any other podcast. Just listen to this one. Put it on repeat if you need. That's it. And this might be your top podcast of the year. We appreciate yeah. all of you. And yeah, we'll wish you a, a great 2022 wrapped, I guess. Awesome.